film and television. Merely entertainment, right? No. There's so much more to film and television that changes our perspectives. And as a result, we can have different, either realistic expectations or non-realistic expectations about what life is really like. Whether it be horror that helps us develop a habit of turning every light on in the house or a comedy that helps us relieve tension in the saddest times of our life. I want to go in the Wayback Machine and find out exactly what movie helped shape you. I'm Oma Shadi, and welcome to the Between the Bannisters podcast. Hey kids, it's Mo. Yes, I'm back. Excited as usual. Listen, today I have an incredible author with me, V or Violet Castro, doing one of the coolest projects ever to be tied to the, one of the coolest sci-fi horror movies on the planet. I'm so excited to chat with her about this. If you are unfamiliar with her, you better get familiar with her. She is a Mexican-American Bram Stoker Award nominated author of countless, countless, countless titles. We're going to go through them. Queen of the Cicadas, Goddess of Filth, Worst Laid Plants, Haunting of Alejandra. We're going to talk about a book that she has coming up called Aliens Vasquez. She is the first Latina to write for the franchise of books, and I'm so happy that she is here with me today. So, spoiler alert. All right, so, V, what movie are we talking about today? We are talking about Aliens, Yay! the second one. Yes, with, with an S. And Aliens. Like, yes, and like I said at the top, because of the Vasquez book that you have written, which I'm incredibly excited about, Thank I really you. want to talk about why, initially why you loved it, and then if you could tell me a little bit about why Vasquez was so important to you. Well, uh, I mean, she stood out because, you know, I'm 43 at that time, uh, there weren't many Latinas on screen or even in TV. Um, we had Maria Conchita Alonso, who I love, mm -hmm. and she was in great films like The Running Man, um, Predator 2, Colors. I mean, she had a great career, career, and she's been in loads of other stuff like recently. But mm -hmm. back then, there were so many, there were so few. And even though the character was not um, portrayed by a Latina, it's still stuck in your mind to see that representation outside of domestic work, immigration, mm -hmm. um, farm work. And not that those stories aren't important because I've written about farm work sure. because I come from a farm working family, migrant family. My mom was a domestic worker. Those, all those stories have a place, but in entertainment, this was totally different. And I love that. And she looked tough and she wasn't sexy. I mean, she is sexy, but not in the stereotypical sense. Yes, the objectified yeah. sense. So I love, I, I just, it just stuck with me as a kid and I was probably too young to watch it, but it still was one of those films that I watched over and over again. I still do, I have the box set. Um, but it was important for me Fast forward, I'm, I'm a writer, and when the opportunity rose, it was really important to me to kind of, to give her the story I think the character deserved, because so many people love her. They really love her. But, you know, there is a very small backstory that you don't even yeah. see in the film, which is, mm -hmm. she's in juvenile hall, got recruited to the Marines from juvie, locked up for a, a supposedly murder while in a gang. So I was like, and she's from L.A., <laughs> Yep. So I'm East like, LA. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, I was kind of like, okay, 
I want to really sh- shine a light on her story. Like, what, where, and of course they're like, well, James Cameron wrote this, so it's canon and you cannot change this or that or da da da. I was like, all right, well then I'm going to work around it. I'm going to keep whatever canon I have to, but flesh it out to say bigger things like police brutality, racial profiling, violence against women, violence against women of color that often doesn't get reported or or often women of color feel they can't talk about. So I was like, all right, all right, you want to talk about, are you going to, okay, here we go. Let me work with it. I'm going to say something. And I did. And of course, there's loads of xenomorphs and it was fun um, to write. But yeah, it's just like getting those, that representation, those characters. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so lovely about the work that you're doing, and especially with Vasquez and and to your point that she was not played by a, a Latina. And I think that it wasn't till, I think maybe I was in high school, I think that I actually found that out. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yes, she was. And I was like, oh, did they like brown faced her, <laughs> brown faced her. And they put a mega amount of eyeliner on her and like, you know, her, I, and I just, I think I was really taken aback, but I didn't want it to have me lose my love for Vasquez because yeah. I, when you, when she appears on the screen, you know that she is no nonsense. Mm-hmm. She is intimidating. She intimidates the men that are on the ship. Mm-hmm. I feel like even, you know, Ellen Ripley's a little bit intimidated by her. She's not where, you know, you have the women that were on the ship with her before. Yeah. She didn't, have, she didn't have that sisterly camaraderie with her. Yeah. Not that she necessarily did in the first film, but there was another woman there that yeah. kind of understood the job that they were all doing. And yeah. she didn't have that with Vasquez. And Vasquez was more than okay with that. She was like, I am here to do my job. I am a soldier. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm here to do. I'm not here to cutesy around with you. Get the job done. We're going to kill these things. We're going to get out. Yep. That's, that's the deal. And what's so awesome about that, and as a little kid seeing her, and not really as a, like my upbringing was, was very, very odd. Like my mother is um, yucky and my, my dad is strict Southern Baptist, black and Seminole Indian father. So it's like a very clash of like races in my house. And it was really weird to have, you know, not weird in a sense, but it was interesting that we had to really choose when we were kids. Like, are you a are you black or are you Latin? You can't have both. That was how our mm-hmm. society around us really raised us. So being Afro-Latina now and understanding, oh, you know, my children can be representative in both and enjoy that. But I did not identify with Vasquez because when we were living with my father, we had to be black girls. Mm-hmm. So it was very on the outside for me, but I was like, she is so cool. Like mm-hmm. I want to be her. I want to be her so bad because she's doing the pull-ups. She's yeah. down, She's got the bandana. She's got the respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, how do you, and even, you know, her selfless sacrifice at, towards the end, mm-hmm. so much of her decorum as a soldier. Yes. And that's so cool to me. And I feel like I'm like 30,000 feet. I'm not making any sense right now. But no, 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 <laughs> absolutely. No, but that's that's so important because identity, how we grow up, uh, shapes us. Yeah. And that's what I have in the book is because I go, yeah, I start, like, you get Vasquez 
backstory, but you also get her grandfather, her mother, her, um, you know, her extended family, why she gravitated towards the military when it was presented. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gives you, because for us, you know, culturally, those roots are important. Those roots keep us, you know, together just from the way we kind of, I know for me, I mean, we were always with extended family that shaped mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And, and yeah, and we're all different, different shades of Brown and we're all different. You know, some of us, some don't speak Spanish at all. Some speak Spanish. Some, you know, look a lot different than the others. So it's, it's, we're all a different mix, but that comes back to shape us as we grow up. Yeah. And I wanted to show that. And yeah, it was, it was great to do that because then you get a feel of why she is the way she is in the film. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I carry it to her legacy, her kids. That's what's so important. <laughs> her I, think, I think that's what's so important for people to, to consider this piece as a prequel to this movie. Because I feel like there's so much deeper understanding because not to say that she is completely surface when you get there. All you see is a very hardened yeah. woman who's she's doing her job. Yeah, that, that's you drop you're dropped in. That is what you know of her. And that's pretty much it. I mean, you kind of get the fact that <laughs> once in a while she turns Drake out. <laughs> you kind of get that feeling. At least he's a little bit smitten, whether she cares or not. That's what I've always gotten. Even as a kid, I was like, he's so into Vasquez. It's stupid. Of course. Um, Like, how could you not be? Especially surrounded by that and her strength. But I feel like with this, uh, with your your work I think it's so important to give her that respect and that backstory to see this is what happens when you this is what our journey is and how you can be shaped into doing this and even in like I said in her decision to to really sacrifice herself for the greater good speaks to who she is as an individual where it's not that's not a a choice of like somebody that's like well I'm hard so I gotta do this she's considering everybody around her and what that is part of her legacy is to yeah to do that which is super super essential so let me know about why you feel this movie shaped you was it just her character or was it the surrounding story as well well I've always loved horror I've always mm-hmm. loved science fiction and to have it sci-fi for yeah was just like a perfect mix and mm-hmm. I always had like a vivid imagination and had this love for creatures, space, the odd, just, it was incredible. And then to see these women, you know, at first Ripley, you know, like take a stand and my mom loved Ripley. And then the second film came out and to see Newt and I was a kid and I'm like, oh my God, there's a kid in space (laughs) and she's fighting monsters. I just was like, so cool. And then again, like, you know, to see a brown woman in that non-traditional role was like, Mm -hmm. wow. Um, and what I always say is, you know, you have got to see what you can achieve. You have got to see yourself in places of power, recognition, influence, of of ability, of, of striving. Of You need to see all of that. Uh, it's important for young kids and teenagers and especially girls that they can do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know that gives you that like, wow, okay, they're in space, they're soldiers, they're doing this important job, they're highly trained, this is cool. Mm -hmm. 
that's great that you can you can you can introduce that to young girls like oh space it's really interesting it but look at look at the spaceship how was that spaceship made i'm really interested right i'm really good at math i'm really good at science i want to know more about space i want to know more about biology is this possible so i think you know even though it's like you know pure entertainment i think entertainment also has the ability to change minds it has the ability to set precedents which i want this book to do and i hope it does um you know i'm the first latina to write for the franchise the first of this kind of book and you know we saw with prey that came out yeah. i mean it just was a blockbuster and now the woman king blockbuster i'm, I'm sorry i'm so excited like, you, like literally you're just getting onto this mm -hmm. 2022 yeah mm -hmm. we sell and so we, we i mean for me i'm like come on now. <laughs> yeah. People want this. And it's just like the right time, the right place. And again, I don't even care what people say about, you know, woke or this or that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You did not see people complaining with all of these white characters playing people of color in the past. No. <laughs> and as soon as we get our own stuff, it's like, <gasps> they're taking up Based, oh my right. god and you're like really i love the the quote that's like oh imagine if like a white actor did this and it's like oh hang on do you have a minute and a pen and a piece of paper because yes. i'm gonna list them for you well like i love i just watched um walk the line which i love which has reese witherspoon and johnny cash mm -hmm. and it and they had an actress i love play his ex-wife his ex-wife was not white no 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 she was not <laughs> and you know there was that film with angelina jolie oh oh god Daniel <laughs> Pearl. his wife was black and it was yep. played by angelina jolie and but like, if we just stick a curly wig on her and put some brown contacts on it's fine <laughs> like i i'm actually dumbfounded as to how that casting choice is still like yeah i can see it <laughs> Like everyone in the room was okay with that. I don't understand. So, you know, and I've told, you know, I've meant, I said, look, let's do this. I, I'm the voice to write it. I can, mm -hmm. I want to let me put a little something on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me just <laughs> put a little love on it. I love I need, that. I've, I've got my packet of Goya that I'm shaking. <laughs> Says <all. laughs> Just a little tahine and a smart <laughs> answer for everything. Because it needs to be, we need that authenticity, I think is so important now and people respond to it. Mm -hmm. They do, period. And people are so. looking for that. And, and like you said, in this day and age, 2022, we're still looking for representation. We're still looking for, I mean, if you, you know, to not to spend too much time on it, but even just looking at the, the young black girls reactions to the new little mermaid like oh you want gosh. you want to be able to see yourself on screen and you want yeah. to be able to relate and you want to be not just seeing what the default is and it is so essential that you've crafted out this character's life to give her more of a legacy for for latinas and latin people to say this whole sphere of this character led to this piece like how could you not love her more mm -hmm. how could you not see what the representation of the movie didn't give us 
it's like here is the you know here is the preface to this movie this is what this character is all about and i think that's absolutely lovely for and on a cultural cultural aspect because that doesn't happen yeah people don't do that and you're doing that and you're creating that space which is absolutely absolutely lovely so i'm i'm personally grateful and i'm very excited to read it but i also think especially with with vasquez and i always ask this question of everyone that's on what are your three favorite scenes of this movie so i love the scene where she's like you know ripley is briefing and there she's like just I just have one question. Show me where they are, and just yeah. that attitude. Yeah. Just show me with the gun. <laughs> like you said, yeah, she no exactly when they're doing it together. Yeah, the gun, love it. So and she's got so it down, she, down like at her at her crotch level too, and she's and just you're like just spraying like, it. Oh, out. Like you said, you know, she's there for a job. That's what she does. That's mm-hmm. what she's good at, and she no messing around. Tell me where they are. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm here to do. Um, I, of course, love like all of the Zeno scenes where they're mm-hmm. just like the queen. Anything with a queen, I like. Like, oh. I love the queens. When the queens come out, for me, I'm just like, <gasps> I know that headpiece is just like, and then oh. the women. And I, I hate that she dies, but the die scene where she's like, you are always an asshole, Gorman, and this. Clap, ready, clap. She was ready yeah. for it, yeah. yeah. And I loved in that scene a little bit before where, you know, she gets um, the acid sprayed on her ankle, but she still keeps going. Mm-hmm. She still fights to the bitter end, Yeah. which to me, you know, is kind of like, I think what we all need, you know, should sh- strive to do is, you know, you've got to push to the bitter end, even when it's hard, mm-hmm. even when it looks, you know, yeah, I, I just, so those are the scenes I, yeah. that I really like. I love that. Is there anything in the film that you wish didn't happen or could have been done a different way? I mean, it would have been nice if she didn't die. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um, you know, it would have been nice if I was writing a book where she was like a, you know, abuelita on like, you know, some porch somewhere reminiscing about her days, mm-hmm. you know, um, as a Marine, but you know, that's not possible. Um, no, I, I love it. I like it all. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like uh, I the it. character of, um, you know, the traitor, you know, uh, from, from Wayland. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a great film, period, yeah. through and through. I still don't like Paul Reiser and anything that he's in because <laughs> of that particular movie. And I've tried to, cause he's been in some really funny stuff. Um, but it's like, I'm never gonna forgive you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna forgive you. The betrayal is deep, and I cannot condone. Um, but I, oh, I know this is gonna be a hard one for you. This is gonna be a tough one. If you had mm-hmm. to cast her, if they were gonna remake this, mm-hmm. you had to cast her. Who would? Okay, I'll say your top three to play Vasquez. This is the issue. Well, okay. The problem with that is. In the book, you see her as a child, mm-hmm. a teenager, and then an adult. Mm-hmm. You'd need three Vasquezes. Yeah. And then you would need her daughter as a child, a teenager, and a young woman. So you mm-hmm. need six in six. total. <laughs> I don't know enough 
children or teen, Latina, like young Latina children to, right. you know, at like, where, how old is she in there? Like eight or nine, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, it's hard for me to say that age. You'd have to cast yeah. some random <laughs> <laughs> brown girls. We need two little brown, two brown girls. girls, please. That look kind of the same because it's mother daughter. Yeah. And then the teens again, I mean, all the Latina teens I grew up with are like women now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would need to have a Vasquez, a Jeanette, and a Leticia. I have no idea. But as far as um, adults, um, I honestly don't know. Yeah. There's it's too so, many. There's and also, you have to, they need to kind of look similar mm -hmm. because they're mother-daughter. So I think you'd have to really be, like, be mindful of the women that you're choosing. Yeah. We'll start so thinking I, now because your work's going to get made into a film anyway. So I hope so. We're just putting just, it in the universe. I want it to be filmed. But literally, you would, it's, a big, it's a big cast because I go that far into yeah. their legacy. Like, you need six which is great because we want to see that. We want to see the kids, the teen, and then the young women. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then Ramon, who's her brother, who's mm -hmm. uh, Jeanette's son. I mean, there's so many amazing Latino. I would love Eastside Morales in this. I will put that. <laughs> I will just put it out there. Put uh, me, give me some Eastside Morales. In. I love him. Elizabeth Pena, I love her. Um, she did Jacob's Ladder. I absolutely love her. Um, the new one. Mm, no, oh, the old, the old no, one. The old one. Mm -hmm. I love that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited. I just want to, I'm trying to have a think Honestly, on it and it's already hurting I, my brain. <laughs> I would love, I would love Maria Conchita Alonso to play um, one of the old, like the mother in this, mm -hmm. Jeanette's mom. Oh, <laughs> it's so hard for me. I can't, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know. I love it. We're already talking like, okay. So, so this is how the film's going, guys. Why not? I mean, why not? You gotta, you gotta act like it's already in your hands, right? Girl, I'm ready. I, I'm ready for that call. Right. Hi, James. Oh, of course, I'd be delighted. I'll be right <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying out tomorrow. So, in all of your spheres of representing this character and even just loving the movie as a child, what do you feel that Aliens is trying to say? I mean, there's so much info there. Oh, gosh. Okay, Coming so, from... I mean, you're trying, it's basically humans trying to control mm -hmm. the uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. We do not like the unknown. We do yeah. not like X factors. We want to control everything. And also corporate greed. Yeah. Because they're always trying to, in every film, harness this thing that just is not meant to be. Like, they they're creatures yeah you know they are other beings and you know that's also human um arrogance like we're the top of the food chain we're the only thing that exists in the universe and i know a lot of people like shit on prometheus but mm. i think that's what prometheus does well with the um uh with the xenomorph yeah with david and with the engineers who are just like I mean, at the end, you know, Peter Wayland is like, oh, my God, tell me. And he's just like, boom. Mm -hmm. And then he takes David and whoosh, takes the head off. And you're like, he don't give a fuck. And yeah. honestly, he, puny human. <laughs> yeah. So what makes I think you think? it's just 
Yeah, and it makes you think how small humans really are. It shows you you're literally, we're so small. Mm -hmm. We can create these big airships, go create planets with terraforming, but we're still need to stay humble and realize we're insignificant in the big scheme of things. Yeah, that's wild because there, and it it shows us that, especially when you get into sci-fi horror that, yes, there are so many of us and yes, there are, you know, civilizations, 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 we have um, really no idea about, but we're trying to harness everything because, you know, we're the smartest ones out there. Of course. No. (laughs) I wrote a, I have a science fiction novel called Undocumented that Mm -hmm. I hope gets picked up soon. And it does just that, like, again, trying to, you know, as a human, what are you going to do? How, what are the lengths you're going to go to 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 win? Yeah. And so yeah. Oh, so exciting! Yeah. So exciting! So I absolutely love that we got to chat today. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it. So tell me everything that's coming down the pipe. What does everything look like on your diary for you? Right. So October 25th, everybody's going to wake up. They're going straight to their computer and they are ordering. Aliens Vasquez, we need at least 10,000 people to order that book on over that entire week. Yay! <laughs> All right! That. You heard it here so, first, folks. Okay, so October 25th, Aliens Vasquez um, uh, drops, mm-hmm. and then in December, I have a very short uh, short story collection coming out called Out of Atlan, which is all like, I mean, if people have a problem with with, you know, mermaids of color they're gonna be hurt there (laughs) (laughs) i got i got brown and black pirates okay (laughs) Uh, prepare to have your feelings crushed Um, (laughs) i've got pearl divers at the you know at the conquest i have um you know there's a man-eating jellyfish so that's Uh, out of atzlan that comes out in december so like treat yourself it's a stocking stuffer it is Um, get it get that in December and then another big one that comes out April 18th from Del Rey we've got um the haunting of Alejandra which is my La Llorona retelling mixed with postnatal depression generational trauma generational curses and it goes all the way to the conquest up to modern time you know when all that generational Mm -hmm. stuff generational curses generational um baggage just comes to a head where it's like no we are the ones that are going to change it we can Mm -hmm. we will and so I wanted to show that through La Llorona because you get this one story about her and you're like really what is it and I take it all the way back to the conquest when that first when it first you know everything changed oh I love it (laughs) <laughs> I love all of that first of all I'm a sucker for aquatic horror I absolutely then you'll love, love out of Atlan because it's like all, almost uh, so much water <laughs> stuff somebody get it for my stacking stuff I you um, know what I I at first I was dedicated to Yamaya the mm, you know the goddess mm-hmm. because I have a I have um Yamaya in my kitchen I often light her when I work and I'm going to New York soon to the Botanica so I can get more Yamaya candles. Yep. But 
I mean, I, I know I was inspired by her to write this. It didn't quite fit with everything. So we changed it to out of Aslan and I wrote a little thing for Aslan, but Yamaya really, you'll feel her in this with all the water stuff. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you I'm for having so me. Excited. I'm so and excited. It was so good to meet you yeah. virtually. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be in New York. I'm so we happy. We can go to the Botanica together. Yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for joining us today. Please thank keep you. a list on those dates. October 25th, go to your computer, order Aliens Baskets. Please, please do it, especially for the representation for the Latin community in horror and to expand on this uh, amazing character. Please do all you can to get the word out about that. And V, thank you so much for joining thank me you. today. Appreciate thank it. You. Bye. Bye.